Welcome back to the African edition of the Hustle Squad podcast, our first international installment of the podcast. And that's because on the 21st of January, 2023, I rocked up in the capital of Ethiopia, where my best mate and business partner, Kiro, has been living and working for the last four years without him knowing. And we've obviously spent the last four days together before filming this one on the 25th of Jan. If you want to watch a video of me surprising him, I'll chuck that at the end of the podcast, as well as a link to the blog which was very popular. I'll chuck that one in the description. The blog reflects on my journey over the last two and a half to three years, creating the Hustle Squad, but also going through some personal stuff that we don't really share. You can have a sus of that blog as well if you want to learn more about myself personally. Word of warning, this podcast doesn't discuss anything to do with betting, gambling, or anything like that. It is a different podcast. It shares our personalities. It shares our insights, our mindsets, and our perspectives on certain things including some controversial topics that we want you and the aim of the podcast is for you to critically think a little bit more, to challenge yourself, to ask yourself why you are making a decision. You'll understand once you listen to the podcast or watch the podcast what I mean and we encourage everyone to have a listen to it because I can guarantee that you will get something out of it. Now, if you want to see some highlights as well of my journey so far through Africa, the holiday, climbing Kilimanjaro with my girlfriend, Going on safari, etc., etc. There is some videos pumped into the podcast while you're watching it on YouTube, and there'll be some stuff thrown in there at the end as well. And as always, if you have any questions about anything to do with the Hustler Squad or the system, you can send us a DM on any of our socials. You could comment on the YouTube, or you can check all relevant links in the description. We hope everyone enjoys this raw chat between two best mates. Welcome, just welcome, and I just yeah, welcome you to Africa. <laughs> Uh, welcome, best mate JP, to Africa after hours of technical difficulties and uh, security uh, guards just screwing us over. I've <laughs> finally decided to record this in the car with what 30 minutes left before he flies out. Uh, J- welcome, JP, to Africa. I don't know how are you feeling. I know you've been here for four weeks. Yeah, experienced quite a lot. Uh, he decided to come in Kilimanjaro with his girlfriend. What was that 6,000 meters? Yeah, 5,895. And then he decided to surprise me in Ethiopia. He called me off guard completely, but it's been it's been a, a massive welcome. I think honestly, I think he's trying to find he's trying to he's trying to find me. I think that's why to get me to, to do some more work. I reckon that's what he's done. Yeah, we'll <laughs> speak about that at the end. <laughs> but no, honestly, man, how how is it? Like, I think it's your first time being in Africa, seeing the culture, obviously seeing just Africans everywhere. Besides me, I see it must be different. Yeah. How was yeah? Just yeah, give us a like sort of breakdown because I'm pretty sure a lot of the people listening to this have never travelled to Africa. Yeah. So, um, firstly, thanks for welcoming me to Africa. You've obviously <laughs> lived here for four years in Ethiopia. We're currently in the Hyatt Regency car park. Um, obviously, we had problems upstairs trying to film it inside, but all good. Um, so yeah, I've been to Africa before, but only in Morocco and Egypt, which technically isn't Africa in terms of the culture. Till the location is, but no. But uh, last four weeks, we arrived here on the 28th in Tanzania. We climbed Mount Meru and Kilimanjaro. My bag didn't arrive for three days in in uh, Arusha, uh, Kilimanjaro, so I had to go and hire equipment, but we still managed to climb the first one. Um, that was a really tough climb. Um, altitude problems yeah. at the start, headaches, dizziness, falling asleep while walking, shit like that. And then pretty much the first two weeks were really slow. Like We climbed both mountains, lived in tents, um, I obviously wrote a blog and spoke a lot about um, yeah, get that. the crew that I that I went with, which was fucking awesome. Um, but then now, just being in like Africa the whole time has just opened my eyes up. Had a lot of perspective about life. I would like to think before this, but even more, just cemented the 
just the shit that we fucking live in in Western culture, which I just think is just, people are just, they've got no idea what goes on outside their four walls of their yeah. country. And not to sound like I'm the fucking guy who knows everything and I've got all this perspective, but honestly, like, if you sit in a bubble, like, even me, I've travelled before heaps. Uh, 2020 was my last time I travelled. But yeah. since then, the last two and a half years, I've just worked flat out and literally I've been in the bubble and you forget what goes on outside of our country. Yeah. And just being here, like, we'll speak about it a bit later, but just, it's completely different. Everyone's in survival mode, pretty much. Everyone's in hustle mode. Like, yeah, literally, hustle. they're just surviving. Um, Tell me the name from. Yeah, well, this is, you <laughs> named Hustler Squad. But it just everyone is trying to survive, and they're not trying to pay their mortgage. They're not trying to make enough money to have enough money for their eight uh chains of grandchildren yeah. and shit like that generations to come they're, they're there to live to survive for today to eat to, to get water um, and they'll do whatever they can to do that and when you live like that it's just completely different you different just see mindset. all different things like I watched off topic I watched uh, your sister and brother see your uncle or your auntie sorry who yeah. they haven't seen for your auntie hadn't seen your sister for like 17 years yeah. and I was holding in tears like you wouldn't know this but yeah. My girlfriend saw me trying to hold back tears. She was crying because she's seeing them cry and seeing each other. And yeah. how much the family means to each other in Africa versus like what we see. You know, obviously people have good families yeah. in Australia and whatever, but it's just different. Like there's not distractions. There's not fucking 400 different things like that you're Happy, thinking yeah. about. You've got food, water, family, survival, and then you've got like not much else. Like yeah. it's just simple mm -hmm. and it completely changes the way humans are. Um, there's a lot more like purity when it comes to like being happy they don't need fifty thousand dollars in savings to be happy they can have enough money to survive enough food to survive and they're happy because yeah. they've got their family around them and that's it so that's just something i've learned um whether, I, I, I was just saying yeah. i just want to add something i definitely one thing i've learned being here the last four years is that like family sort of the fabric of society yeah and you see that more in these like in developing digital countries compared to the first world because you can it's just sort of easily replaceable Whereas here, it's, it's really is the foundation yeah. of society. And that's what society, that's what makes up the backbone of society. You know, strong families create, you know, strong um, children and who then go on to, you know, advance yeah. the economies and society. So and you see that really, you really see that here. I think you're a witness of that. Yeah, I'd like to think I was, I was aware of it, but I hadn't seen it enough to actually yeah. appreciate it enough as I do right now. And obviously being here in the country right now, seeing it every second, I'm going to appreciate it more. I'll go back to Australia and most likely I'll forget about it again and yeah. go back to Western culture, which is what I live in. Yeah. But at least now I'm more open and you, you definitely change the way you think about things because you see someone complain about something fucking stupid yeah. that like, I don't know, like I don't know, your food might taste shit at a restaurant. <laughs> and it's like, bro, you're like, yeah, cool. People can argue, well, hang on. Well, I've have the privilege to earn money. I live in this country with my ancestors work harder or they got lucky whatever they're in this position now yeah. some people say oh who cares like you talk about people oh there's people starving in Africa and people say oh who cares yeah it's like I don't know it's, it's yeah it's definitely, um, it's definitely a humbling experience I think yes you know you complain about something I don't know maybe like you know, our Instagram's been blocked for like a yeah, few we days. lost both our Instagram <laughs> accounts on the system and Hustler within two days yeah. um, at the moment we'll, we'll no doubt get them back I'm going to put that into the yeah. into the world and we'll get them back but it's just um, like humble. Like that's, like we're complaining about that the past few correct. days. And then you see, you know, mums carrying their babies, begging for money. Yeah, or like, someone with one leg trying yeah, to one leg trying to just survive. Yeah. And like, it just sort of humbles you. It's like there's more to life than... Obviously, it's a huge part of our, you know, our lives, like having these businesses, but there is more to life, you know? And yeah, life is short. You, you do realise that, I think. Yeah. And I think your blog was really, I think, 
how which really like it's just you know raw and opened my eyes a lot especially about life in terms of I know you like past few years we've talked we've spoken about this like you know, the experience of your dad um, for me one of my close friends here passing away like yeah. all these experiences just sort of humble you and you know shows you that yes it's good to you know have a mission you know be after something but there is more to life and I think when you're in Africa it's, it's more humbling when you see these people yeah. begging and like these people seeing just survival like just hustling you see people hustling basically mm. like you, you, you laugh about it and joke about like the, the parking guys trying to help you park and like just asking for a tip <laughs> yeah like you'll, you'll be fine reversing like you've obviously got like a reverse camera you know how to yeah. drive the car but they'll still be standing there like telling you yep yep keep going back and then they <laughs> wait for you to give them a tip it's like I spoke about it in the blog it's like the, the tip like the first day I think here it's a bit different to Tanzania you actually the money and we'll talk about the pricing of shit a little bit in, in a second but yeah. uh, things are way cheaper here and like you could give yeah. someone like one US yeah and they fucking they like <laughs> thank you like it means so much for them to give them one US dollar yeah um, and it's just like for us it's cents nothing yeah and I spoke about how giving to people and helping others makes me happy um, mm. and that's something I already knew but mm. it's been even more amplified kind yeah. of amplified yeah, yeah especially with like climbing Mount Kilimanjaro with all the porters <coughs> and taking them out for lunch and, and giving them tips and essentially giving them like a life-changing amount of money but enough for them to be like wow like i've got i've given like 200 usd each which is like a month's rent yeah um for most of them and a lot of them were just like wow like this is fucked and for them it's life-changing but for us it's just like yeah it's, it's a decent amount of money but it's not going to like kill us like we, yeah. i can survive money can be lost and gain as i spoke about in the blog but yeah yeah that makes me happy giving to people like giving someone walking past with the fucking three meter wide sticks today when we went to the massage and spa place like giving her it's like six us dollars and she's like saying yeah all this shit like thank she's you god bless life. you all this and it's like amazing to give that to someone because it means that yeah but to tell, us, to tell us more about the man coming direction like what did you decide i know you sort of wrote about in the blog but for those who haven't read yeah. the blog what, like what made you decide to climb the mountain yeah. And, yeah we'll repost the blog on like a website style in case people yeah. haven't read it but Basically, how that came about, I'm, I would say I'm, I'm not a, like a hiker, but I'm pretty like spontaneous and adventurous. Like I'll do random shit here and then. But you know, training, right? There's like, there's no training. Well, I like to say I'm pretty fit normally. I could play footy and stuff, but I wasn't in my peak fitness at the time. But basically, <laughs> um, <coughs> this guy's gonna die of um, cough. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But um. No, me and my girlfriend Laura, well, she we turned on a documentary called um, uh, Aftershock, which is talks about the Everest um, earthquake back in oh, I'm going to guess 2015 or something, and it spoke about like all this shit happening on Everest and how a lot of people died at base camp. But then we kind of watched another one, which the Nims Die documentary, which obviously climbed a heap of 8,000 meter mountains um, yeah. in 2019, I think. And then we're just like, all right, let's basically we said let's we're going to climb Everest eventually and that's a bit stupid but who knows if it actually will ever happen yeah. but you need to start at smaller it's mountains yeah. Mount Kilimanjaro is a beginner style I guess altitude trek um, very achievable for the average person um, so we kind of booked that I don't know four weeks before we left three weeks even um, we had the idea six weeks before then we found a really good company called Ascend Tanzania if you ever go to fucking <laughs> Kilimanjaro book it with them they are the most elite bunch of people and they do things so professionally like it's amazing so it's definitely not, go it's there not, it's not an affiliate commission no but I'll, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'm going to send a lot of people to there because they looked after us and I appreciate everything they did for us essentially you just walk up the mountain at the end of the day they carry everything for you like, obviously 
you need to, to be able to carry the tents and people don't really understand what goes on like when you climb we're there for eight nights right or seven nights eight days you yeah. climb for six days you walk down for a day and a half um they carry everything so anything you bring up the mountain so you have a duffel bag you have all your clothes you have all your hiking gear but then you've got the tent that you have to eat your food in so you get three meals a day you've got your chef, chef. he's got a gas bottle he's got all the plates dishes he's got the food that he needs to carry for everyone as well as us so he's there's uh 10 people two guides eight porters one of those porters is a chef and they've got the tent that you actually eat food in they've got the tent that they sleep in they've got the tent that you sleep in yeah they've got chairs that you sit on they've got a table that you sit on when you eat um anything you think of well (laughs) you're eating like it's not fucking five-star restaurant food but like you still get three course like you get soup you'll get pasta they load up first three four days we struggled to finish all the food but they obviously encourage you to eat anything you can because you're on the mountain you're at altitude you need that for your for your recovery for your sleep everything it helps you to obviously get up to the summit yeah um but in summary like it was an awesome experience uh meru was very mentally challenging for me that was the first mountain it's supposed to be a warm-up for Killy. we were supposed to do that to acclimatize it was only 4560 meters but i was fucked from the 3800 to 4000 meter mark obviously climbing at like 3 a.m you started about one got up to the summit by six for sunrise but between probably 3 30 and 5 30 i was battling like i started i missed a step once walking and if you, once the sun comes up you realize that that was actually like you fall down there you fucked <laughs> not it's not a cliff but it's like a, a, like a shit rock and you fall yeah. down so I, I remember i was walking and i was kind of dozing while i was walking due to the altitude and they actually had to they asked me like are you all right and i'm like yeah i'm fine but i just <laughs> lied to keep them going um and then I, you had to i had to stop a few times as soon as i got some glucose in me like I was better, but then I would struggle again. And then I got to this bit where I was like probably 75% of the way up. Yeah. And I'm like to them, is that the summit? And it was like, the guys looked at me like, nah. And I'm like, yeah, I knew I was still fucking at least an hour and a half off. And we got there in the end, but it was a challenge. Kilimanjaro was easier. Um, just because I think we did it in eight days as opposed to three. Um, but yeah, that, that was awesome. And I guess the best part about that was we're only on the mountain for two mountains for 11 days total with a break of one night in between obviously sleeping in tents no wi-fi nothing which was awesome for me because i fucking spent way too much time on my phone but just to just to see those guys they literally are slaving for you to get up that mountain everything they do like is for you and we wouldn't get up there if not for them like they carry everything for you they do everything they cook whatever but you become so close to those group of individuals in 10 days like i was almost crying saying goodbye to them because they're just they're just elite humans as i said in the blog and they're so pure like they just they want good for you um is that something you just say you only see in africa <coughs> compared to west a bit oh I de- you're definitely not going to see that in the, fucking melbourne i wish this in the place, i think in australia what's it like what's the question oh uh, like i just like you say you spend 10 days with them like yeah obviously you grow really like i think i don't know it's just something i've, noticed, I've observed is that you know like most much in africa like in developing countries People are more just open, you know. You yeah, they're it's more like, welcoming. Yeah, more welcoming. Just want to talk to you, <clears throat> create a conversation, small conversation. Whereas, I think in Australia, you could be in Australia. I, yeah. I, for me, I used to catch the train to yeah, yeah. Uh, University of Melbourne for two years straight. Mm-hmm. I don't remember like any person smoking conversation. Yeah, train, for example. <laughs> it's funny. Like was here, we were, in the, we were in the jacuzzi. The guy just wants to talk to us. Yeah, we were speaking about yeah. the two guys <laughs> today in the spa. But even like off topic, we went to. Oh, this is kind of answering your question. We went to Zanzibar after um, safari and. Uh, Kilimanjaro which is like a resort like yeah. we stayed in a really good resort probably the best hotel I've stayed in yeah. um, five star best service 
a lot of rich people and really snobby people. Um, yeah. And literally for three nights, we, we three people said hello to us mm. in three nights, like non non uh, staff. Like the staff yeah. were awesome, but non like tourists, they're all like not racist here, but Russian, Italian, like a lot of Europeans, and you can tell they're like rich people who probably just don't give a fuck and they're just there to like be greedy in the sense of like looking after themselves yeah. and even like just looking at someone and nodding at them they just look at you and do nothing and it's like <laughs> alright whatever like yeah. but that's western and then you go to Africa and you do that and you just fucking say jumbo to everyone yeah. jumbo is like hello and, and g'day in, 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 in Swahili yeah. and every fucking porter you pass you just say jumbo and they'll say it back they'll smile and it's just like like What's, why is that? Like, what's that, why is that happening? Yeah. Like, even here, you go in the street, just fucking wink at people or say thumbs up to people, yeah. and it, like yeah, that's what life's about, isn't it? Yeah, well, like you go to you go read the MyGov or the not MyGov, the Australian government for all these countries, and it's like consider your travel to Africa, consider your travel to Ethiopia. Yeah. It's not safe, and it's like you go in the streets here, and it's like well, what do you mean it's not safe? The people just surviving and yeah. hustling and saying hello to you, and they're happy. Yeah. So, like, we're we're kind of. We don't, we don't get told the correct information and like when we get here then you just see the real I know this was one of your lessons shit. so definitely travel I think oh, tra- are, like so, I've said that since so I was <clears throat> you've read the blog uh, my question was for you on the blog was when did you write that like was that during the, the, the climb or uh... nah so that was on safari so after the climb we went straight into a six day uh, like Serengeti safari through the animals and yeah. seeing all the and there was long drive so you're sitting yeah. in a land cruiser for eight to ten hours a day wow um, obviously, you're looking at animals for 70, 80% of that time, like yeah. hanging out the roof and watching lions and shit next to your car. But a lot of that is also driving back to the camps or transiting in between long drives. So I didn't have Wi-Fi, but I had my notes. So I just wrote shit down and I had an idea to write a blog. But like, what, what triggered it? Was it like a triggering point? <clears throat> no, I just thought that like when I was in that state of like not being on my phone and even on my, so not connected, disconnected from the world, like in terms of Wi-Fi and not seeing notifications pop yeah. up all the time, that I thought... One, I want to reflect, and two, um, I want to be able to obviously. Um, I want to be able to show people some lessons when I'm in that position, rather than reflecting on it back when I'm four weeks later yeah. and forgetting everything. Yeah. So I just sat there writing shit. I was originally going to write a very small one, but it became fucking massive. <laughs> like, and I just keep 20, writing I mean, shit. This was it twenty-seven something. <laughs> no, ten lessons. Yeah, but like this. If you put it in Google Docs, I reckon it would have been. Probably ten, I don't know, ten thousand words. It was. I guess the longest essay written since grade twelve. Yeah, <laughs> I fucking hate English. But I posted it on Instagram, and you can't post in the comments, uh, in the <laughs> caption, because <coughs> we, we um you can't post in the caption. So it ended up being twenty two comments um, yeah. on on top of the thing. But you can, we'll put it in a nice format so people can read it in case they didn't see it. But no, that was I really liked re- uh, doing that, and I think I'm going to do more of it. Um, I'm not really a reader myself, but I think you can get. I like to put my information out in speaking and whatever, yeah. um, normally in videos, but there's a lot that can't be put in videos and sometimes you can put it in yeah. words. So I think I'm going to do that maybe one a month, one every week, who knows when I get back to Australia. One, uh, yeah, it takes time to write though and edit. Yeah. Um, Laura fucking spent probably three to four hours editing it as well. Um, so shout out to Laura again. But um, yeah, no, the blog was was very good and helped me to learn some shit about myself and even though you know it you're putting it on paper it's and so different there's yeah. energy is being put into the um, no, you've, onto you've, the you've definitely inspired me because I've, I've got a lot of stuff written down my yeah, notes you need to share your shit share my stuff. But, um, I, was, I, I reckon I was gonna, that was a good thing to that conversation we had the other day about critical thinking and like um, we were just talking about like in how in Africa people just think for themselves yeah. 
because they, you don't like honestly if you ask me what's happening in the news today I've got no idea like yeah. you don't, no, nobody in Africa is just sitting down at 6pm waiting for Channel 7 news or Channel 9 news or you know the news is not fed through them on <coughs> Facebook and Twitter like people as you just said are focused on surviving like it's a survival mindset here but you, it, it also it, it works too ways. Yes, it's a survival mindset but then people are, you know, can think for themselves and I, I, thought, I like what you said it's sort of a culture here and, and it's sort of good but like I like what, maybe you want to expand a bit on that what, what you yeah said, so I would like to think that I am someone who is very logical in the way I think. I make my own decisions based off shit that other people might just form an opinion based off what they're told or what they saw or what they heard. Yeah. That is problematic if you don't allow yourself to think about... Like, I spoke about this on the last podcast. There's a, I employed a... Employed, I got a coach... <laughs> from my gym that I train at to coach me because it helps me with my accountability before I left to go overseas yeah. and I'll repeat the story but basically he has a 19 year old daughter and he basically said to me which I agree with he said if my daughter goes out and gets drunk or goes and tries to fucking I don't know do some drugs right he doesn't care obviously it's a bad thing to do yeah. he doesn't care if she does it if she actually has a reason why she's doing it so if she says, why did you do that? Oh, I wanted to try this so that I did it. That's fine. But if she said, oh, I just did it because um, that person said to do it or like he fucking hates it. He'll tell yeah. her off, like whatever. And this is the same thing. I don't want to sound controversial here, but the last two and a half years in Australia, there's been a lot of shit that's going on, a lot of stuff that people are going to probably get triggered by hearing this. But yeah. Basically, people were told to do certain things and they went and did them because everyone was doing them and essentially acted like sheep. And they did things that they didn't want to do because they felt like they had to. Yeah. Here, you go and ask someone, for example, it'll be fucking, walk through the street, you find someone who's double jabbed from COVID, yeah. good luck. <laughs> and how that even happens in the world, like people listening to that in Australia will be like, oh, what the fuck, how is that? Like, that's, oh, you sound like conspiracy theorist, whatever. But myself, I've always thought and I'll challenge things and I'll make sure that I'm making the right decision based on the way I think. Why am I doing that? It's why, why, yeah, yeah critically, like logic. So if someone's telling me to do that and instead of going, oh, I don't want to do that because I don't want to and that's against my culture or I don't believe that I don't need that or I believe that I can use my own immune system to, to whatever. These people don't believe that they're going to get sick from yeah. a disease, whatever. They just rely on their own natural medicine whatever they've been doing for the last fucking centuries and their families believe that that's better they're not going to go and get jabbed because as well it's very hard to convince these people because they don't have a TV they don't have a radio they don't have Facebook they don't have this constant hypnotic fucking repetitive shit that's thrown mm. at them that I'm not saying it's right or wrong but it's funny how if you take away that you maintain these guys aren't even educated they don't go to uni but they have the ability to say oh hang on a second that doesn't seem right I'm not going to do that as opposed to being like oh I can't go to the bar and I might lose my job so I'm going to get that yeah that's like saying oh I'm just going to go and get drunk or have drugs because my friends did it yeah. as opposed to saying I didn't do that because I didn't think that might be safe or there might be a side effect I don't want to put myself into so yeah. as I said don't have an opinion on what's better or worse or whatever but I do like the fact that the people here, despite not being, I don't know, generally we're <laughs> uneducated over here compared to Western culture, yeah. not a lot of people going to university yeah. and getting high level education, they're able to still use their brains to make really simple decisions, rational, rational decisions. that in the Western culture, unfortunately, we can be really educated, but we still are kind of 
convinced without us knowing it due to this barrage of shit that gets told to us. And, yeah. and this could be anything. It doesn't have to be just this topic. It can be anything that kind of... Like, I don't watch the news. You don't watch the news. No. No one here watches the news um, unless you're kind of really into it. And that then changes the way people think. And what as well, culture... Funnily, like they try and probably push things here. Like you've lived here for four years. Yeah. Did they try and push these kind of agendas nah, here? Not push it all, basically. They can't because they they don't have the ability to kind of have the no hypnotic. Sort of. What's the word? Like the the audience, not the audience, the um the fucking the thing to to promote it out. Like they don't yeah. have TV because no one's watching it. They don't have radio because no one's listening yeah. to it. They don't have whatever. So um, this topic may have been I don't know probably not really explained very well but moral of the story here is people who have simple minds who aren't kind of uh, manipulated I guess with without external shit have the ability to make really simple decisions that yeah. in culture in the western world unfortunately it's lost even and I wrote this in the blog people might not have met I understand what I meant but now you may have understood now yeah. I don't know if you want to elaborate on that you living here for the last four years you've seen it I've known the theory of it hearing yeah. it from you but now I've seen it and spoken to so many people and they just laugh at it. Yeah. Speak to them, oh, you got COVID jab. Like, bro, what, what do you mean? Like, I'm fine. Like, whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's like really, really funny I think, conversations. I think, honestly, you, no, you, you actually explained it well. I think the, just to break it down, it's just, it goes back to what I've realized when, when I'm in Australia, my spare time is spent on my phone yeah. or just on the laptop, just scrolling, scrolling through social media where I'm, I don't have time to critically think for myself, right? Mm. Whereas when I'm here, because I'm, I'm, I'm embedded into the culture where, you know, you, you, you value family, you value, yeah. like, you know, religion, you value all these, all these things. So your spare time is not... I don't spend as much time, like, on Instagram or my social media channels, yeah. right? So now I have more time to critically think. Yeah. And then I'm spending time with my family. I'm seeing, like, culture. I'm understanding history and, like, tradition, which then helps me to critically think because yeah. it's what you said, like, you know, centuries back, like, it's... Okay, it's a survival mindset, but, like... My family's, my, my you know, grand, grand, grandparents are still alive today. And, you know, yeah. whatever they're relying on, you know, whenever you get sick here, for example, they say order a special tea. It's basically yeah. tea with like ginger. Yeah, I just had one. <laughs> it's like lemon, mint, whatever. <clears throat> Honestly, it feels good. Like when you drink it and, you know, they say, okay, drink that and you, you, your cold to go away, for yeah, example. Yeah, you get a Panadol. But this is like, this, this is true, yeah, Panadol. Like it's just because somebody's told you to do that. You actually haven't thought <clears> to yourself, okay, what did the Panadol go do to me? Yeah. So it goes back to that story you're talking about the the guy from the the gym trainer and his 19 year old daughter. What's the reason why you're doing that? So yeah, I had that's something I've learned. You know, last four years, just think for yourself and really deep deep you know deep clearly think. Yeah, yeah, no, like yeah, um, we've we've done it. Even going to your um your family yesterday, they they live a very simple like their house. Probably how many people live in here? Like ten. Yeah, probably ten. Ten people, very small house, but bro, we go in there, eat popcorn, uh, got a coffee. Got some uh, black seed oil put in there, whatever. Um, <laughs> and, like, it's just organic and pure. And even the food as well, that's probably something I haven't mentioned. That everything's not fucking smashed with chemicals. And yeah, all organic. It's just good, like, you always say, like, you actually feel fuller here when you eat yeah. stuff and whatever. I always still eat a lot. But, um, yeah, like, everything's kind of... I don't even know what the word like it's very hard to explain organic it's organic but in a way like not sounding like a, a vegan sort of like someone who's <laughs> obsessed with not having everything organic the point is like not not just the food like the culture's organic it's it's pure it's there's history there's meaning whereas you go western culture like we don't have fucking culture like we, we, yeah. what's our culture in Australia like obviously we've got but like yeah, in terms of well. it's not a priority like it's a small part like you'll get European families that have strong culture and obviously yeah. I come from European background like I've got the culture there which 
is seen very rarely. You go to visit grandma, still very strong. But then, like, in the streets and stuff, there's, there's nothing. It's like, yeah. It's just, no, it's the biggest thing for me in the last four years is learning about my culture. Honestly. Yeah. Like, I think, I don't know, maybe you've probably seen it. Like, I've seen you, you like, seen with your family. Transform and change, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, like, you'll, you'll see, like, some guy that's not even related to you or a family friend, and you'll just, like, hug him. you like, like, it, it's like there's genuine, like, love and care that and meaning to these people. And even when your mum, like, when I surprised you, I got the video. Yeah. Like, the way she, like, embraced me and, like, kissed me and hugged me. Like, she's, like, I'm her son. It's, like, really nice to feel that. Yeah. Um, and that comes from culture. It comes from, like, you go to yeah. Australia, no one's going to do that. No, like. that's, that's that's the thing I've definitely learned. Like, um, you, the, it's not just the Italian culture. I think it's just, like, you know, yeah. African culture. Like, you know, even European culture. Like, yeah, like, European is similar as well, yeah. Yeah, like, I think we lose that. I think being in the West because of, like, especially the last, you know, five, ten years with all the social media stuff. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's also why, like, gambling sort of, you know, increased a lot, right? right? Because... People become more isolated. That's yeah. what I think. People become more isolated, and they, you know, they they use gambling as a means to sort of just, you know, um, try and make more money, or because they don't know who they are, they don't understand, you know, this sort of family history, like like where your families come from, like you know. Yeah. It's, I see the difference just even between me and my brother, for example. Yeah. And I don't blame. Like I was, I, I feel, I feel like I was like that maybe for five, ten years ago. But living here now, I really understand. Yeah. Like, okay, these are my family, my extended family, like. I see them struggling like they're living a survival mindset mm. so you start valuing other things like yes money is a means but uh, I like what you wrote in your um, in your blog like money is a means obviously to, to live but there's more to that than that, than that. you know family is important like <coughs> culture is important um, I really love like that you guys came from the museum yesterday learned about the culture of Ethiopia like yeah. you see like where the country came from for example you see all the people like it's not <coughs> you're not here by accident you see where you, you know who you are and your roots um, yep. and I really challenge every person listening to this like really like Try to understand your roots, see where you come from, and I think that will really change your perspective on life and sort of how you live uh, in a way. Yeah, and also if you're listening to this and you think we're idiots, um, if you're gonna take one thing out of this, fucking ask yourself why you're doing something every time you do it. That's yeah. that's all I'll say. Definitely. We'll change topic now. I want to talk about um, we actually have my flights in exactly two hours and fifty minutes, so we need to start going to the airport. Should start driving. Uh, do you want to start do the driving part the video game driving um, is literally what it looks like here like <laughs> Kiro looks like he's on Grand Theft Auto when I'm sitting in the driver's seat like it's like a video game like there's no lanes <coughs> Grand Theft Auto I did, it's I whoever, just, I can get, whoever can get first in like you got to beep you got to put yourself in you got to be arrogant sort of and you got to be like aggressive the way you drive to, to actually get anywhere here I drove in Zanzibar which was very much like low level this but this is like I've seen it in like Egypt and stuff, but I've never seen someone I know drive in these places. So <laughs> seeing you, you definitely weren't driving with this back in Melbourne and you've definitely uh, improved your driving skills for sure. Um, Lewis Hamilton. But just seeing how close cars can get to other cars without hitting them is fucked. Like in Australia, you, you'll get like within a metre and a half of a car and you'll think you're close. There's been multiple times where I'm like, he's going to hit it for sure and just straight through. <laughs> and I'm like, how the fuck's that happening? So, yeah, that's been interesting. Um, I reckon finish it before we leave because it'll probably be shit if we start driving. So, I'll I'll go with this one. Well, you, you'll have to add some of the videos, though. Some of the time. I'll add show, the, show them the driving. No, nah, I'll definitely make a video about, like, some of the shit we've, yeah. we've seen here. Um, in terms of business motive, I want to touch on this because this was a video I was going to make while I've been overseas, but I just haven't got around to doing it. Plus, yeah. I don't really want to be doing work stuff. Yeah. Um, and the morals of business. And we are talking about it before in regards to 
how we've been like hustlers obviously our, our income yeah. that's what we've done um obviously it's been my primary income massively for the last two and a half years like before that i was match betting but yeah people we obviously get often get criticized for uh oh, you're just a scammer whatever you're making money you don't care about people whatever the reality is like well, obviously no that's not true our business is based on care of the customer first that then yields a successful product which the outcome of that is money right we're getting income from helping people and providing value to people. That only happens because we're doing it properly because we care. If we were doing it another way, we could probably make more money, e.g. something that came up in the last week that I want to talk about is bookie affiliation, which mm. we've spoken about, Tom, Steve, and I. I don't know if I've spoken about it with you. Yeah. But we actually had, um, I wouldn't say a close call, but we, we had um, discussions to go down the bookie affiliation pathway yeah. right at the start of our business. Um, we had uh, contact with one of the biggest uh, Entain group, Ladbrokes Neds uh, affiliates, who is now. Um, and we, we were going down, like we, we obviously didn't do anything, but we, we were considering, okay, this is how much money you can make from this. And to, to put it clearly, like we could literally be making, I'd say a million to two million a year off affiliation. And where I'm going with this, I'm not trying to say that we're heroes, but seeing Africa has now made me even more want to make money in a way in which I only want to make money from helping people. Yeah. So selling a course to someone who makes some money is helping someone. Making money for someone and they're paying us is helping someone. Yeah. Making money from selling drugs is harming someone. Making money from, I don't know, what's another one? Um, what did I say before? That's like four before. Oh, the pharmaceuticals. Like oh, the, 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 something more relatable is like, um, Oh, from gambling. So making yeah, money, being a bookie, you'll, nice casino. Stuff. Like I could, we could make a casino. We could make being a bookie affiliate. Bookie affiliation, you get a percentage of people's losses and you get a fee when they sign up, right? Yeah. Your only way you're making money is if that fucking gambler loses, right? If they don't lose, you don't make money. So you are making money from someone else's misfortunes. Yeah. That is not a good way to make money. We could make yeah. 10 times the amount of money we're making now and do that. I would, I don't feel comfortable and I wouldn't sleep at night. It's irrelevant. Now being here in Africa, that even cemented more because I see people struggling. I see people surviving. Awesome, yeah. And now I feel even better about myself because I've actually helped people and the same rewards that I'm getting from buying my porters lunch or giving them a massive tip or giving a random person a tip, that makes me happy, that gives me a reward, is the same when someone messages me who's 19 years old and said, hey bro, thanks, you made me 50K this year or yeah. I've made, I've changed my life, whatever. Same thing is, is applied. So the morals of our business, um, and obviously we're going to America, we're gonna be going to Canada with the Hustler Squad and we're gonna be doing other stuff as well together. Worldwide. I think I just wanted to touch on that about the moralities of business and the motives people have and why it eventually will then result in people being successful or not yeah. based on their motives. And if you're someone who's just chasing revenue, which we've seen other people in the industry try and do that through getting quick fix courses or trying to create methods, copying other people and whatever, um, they don't last. They, don't, they, no. they last six months and then you disappear. I was gonna say, I should have ran out for that, is that one of my mentors once told me, he said, the secret to living is yeah. giving. And like, obviously teaching people is you're giving, you're giving your knowledge yeah. away, right? Obviously you're charging a price for it, but you're giving your knowledge away. Yeah. And when you do that, there's just you, there is so much joy for you personally, and it's just a sort of a butterfly effect. It just passes on, right? Yeah. Um, and that is. Well, well hang on. What would you say then? Sorry, if, you, if people are going to say, oh, well, hang on. If you if you're that obsessed with helping people, won't do it for free. Well, other than that, you need to live, right? <laughs> like you know. Yeah. And and obviously, people don't understand. Like, you you've done ten years, like you know what you've I mean, you've learned management for ten years. Yeah. And now people want that information for like in one go. You know what I mean? So yeah, like, I value my own content, so I'm not going to like. Sounds it's like it's like a t it's like a, a tennis player, right? 
Djokovic didn't bring his start just win Grand Slam today. Correct, yeah. He trained since he was seven or eight years old yeah. for what, 17 probably years to win his first Grand Slam. Yeah. People don't see that time, right? So people haven't seen that time where you've studied and learned all this knowledge. And yeah, make like, fucking thousands and now, of mistakes. And, and not only just that, now you're also making the videos, you're investing, obviously, I'll say because I'm on the back end, how much time you pour into yeah. doing making those videos, um, you know, making sure they're perfect, because yeah. you're a perfectionist, like making sure they're perfect, yeah. and then putting that content out there, and also then responding to all these DMs and like having these free calls. People don't see that. All they just see is, that, oh, this guy, yeah, he made a sale. Yeah, like, it's, it's yeah, funny when yeah. people, it's like people say like, oh, yeah, you just sell a course, you just make a few videos. It's like, bro, each video probably takes like yeah, it's 10 hours video. to make. Exactly. And it goes for 20 minutes. It's like, bro, there's like 30, 50 of those videos. Like, how add up that? Exactly. Like, and they have the to get edited, pass through to the editor, they had to make a mistake, you got to do it again. You got to watch it, you got to make sure that someone sends you a message, hey, this is wrong, you got to change it. The industry changes, you got to change your videos again. We're going to be redoing the course at the moment. We've just redone the free course. I've got to add some more shit when I'm back home. So it's all, obviously, we put work in. I'm not going to say that I want to be recognized for that, but that's yeah. the reason we have a price on the product because it's valuable and we don't want to devalue the product to zero so that exactly. every Tom, Dick and Harry thinks it's just like rubbish and we want to get people who appreciate the content and want to invest because when you invest your own money into something, you actually will then do it more. And if you if I said, hey, man, here's a free platinum, then the, the person might never do it. Yeah. But if you say, hey, I'll <laughs> give you, pay it. now and I'll give you a refund in six months, exactly. they'll do it. And then they'll do more, the, the outcome will be better. So uh, we'll finish off. You obviously got to take me to the airport, but um, what's happening next? I know I want to, I haven't actually had a chance to fucking have a chat to you. I want to try and get you back in Australia like full time. <laughs> He's gone from I'm two months sure, to make full time. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's possible. I'm going to plant the seed in your brain. Like obviously we need you for America. Yep. Um, we haven't had a chance to actually pull the trigger on the USA properly and Canada now. Uh, the boys, hopefully Tom has organized the office by the time this is posted and we actually officially have the office where we have Moving. got it. Like it's yeah. a fucking elite setup. You obviously haven't seen it yet, but it's in being built. Once that's built, we want you there. You're coming in April for Easter. Easter. I want you there for at least four months, but you reckon you're going to be there for two. We'll negotiate. Yeah. So if you're there, we want that. That's going to be happening. Um, but we want you back on board. Like obviously you're on board. You're here though. Um, and it's different. Obviously, you've got all this yeah. other shit going on. Um, and you're still helping out on the back end, doing heaps of shit with Discord and making Excel spreadsheets and everything. But, yeah, I just wanted to officially put on the record so everyone sees it. If you <laughs> see Kiro and you message him, tell him to get back to Australia so we can see his face more in videos <laughs> and make shit. Get him back on board officially massively more because um, that's going to help us grow. But in, ter in terms of, uh, I just want to talk about 2023, just for everyone out there. Obviously, we spoke about this in the blog, but obviously, <coughs> it's gone. Um, and people might not be able to see it at the moment. But yeah, 2023 is going to be massive. We've got a lot of shit planned um, for our current members more so than non-members. But um, we, we've got Kiro's uh, uncle telling us that we need to hurry the fuck up outside the door as the windows are fogging up because it's hot in here. But no, 2023, we've got a lot of shit planned. So if you are someone watching this and you want to get involved, obviously go and suss the free course again. Go watch it. Go ask us a question. Book a call. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to thank you officially as well for being chauffeur, for being organizer. Yeah, You've driven us around for three days. We've been here. I actually missed my flight getting here because I didn't get a visa. Thought you could get it on arrival, so I had to be a day later. And then I rocked up and I'll post a video at the end of this of me surprising you. Yeah. You reckon you had an idea, but you, you, you <laughs> clueless, I reckon. No, I had an idea because my sister was like, JP's messaging me. I'm like, yeah. I know this guy's too well, he's full of surprises always. So I was There's like, no way I'm going so to So I had no that. idea, but what, what caught me off guard because I was so busy with all this wedding stuff. Yeah. You and your family. I was, just, yeah, I was just like all over the place. I wasn't, wasn't, act, like, wasn't present, so that's what caught me off guard, I reckon. So it was still a surprise. It was, no, it, was really, it was really good having you here, man, like showing you 
my mother, the motherland, even yeah. though I wasn't born here, but like it's, you know, I've been here for the last four years, it's nah. where I'm from. Um, it was really, like, just, I just, I loved showing JP and his, and his girlfriend around. Laura's been a great uh, addition as well. Um, yeah. And I hope you enjoyed it, man. She's hiding behind you, but she's hiding she, behind she, me. She, won't show, <laughs> she won't show her face. We hope, we hope, we hope talking talking you back in Africa soon. Yeah, I'll be back. I reckon Hustle School will take off here in 10 years' time, but... Yeah, we're still a while off that. Slow and steady steady wins the race, but uh, no, it's been great great being reunited. Uh, We'll be back in Easter. If you're you're not a hustler yet, you'll be one by the end of 2023 if you listen to this, I reckon. Yeah, put that out there for sure. For sure. But uh, no, thanks very much. Um, We've got to get to the airport, but um, yeah, if you have learned something from this, fantastic. If you haven't, well, bad luck, but uh, keep watching some of our stuff and... Hopefully we can keep helping you out and hopefully we can change your mindset and teach you some shit. We're not experts, but we're still learning so much. But we love to share what we know already and what we think we know and hopefully get some value out of it. So exactly. hustle out from Africa. We're on the move. Hustle uh, out. We're on to Dubai <laughs> next. So Sky see you all back. Dubai. Yeah, well, that will be on, the, on there. Maybe if you pay me, well. I wouldn't do that. Nah, you're a coward. <laughs> you said you've been wanting to do it for the last eight years, bro. Nah, too scared. Right. I, don't, I don't think Laura will do it anyways, too. Nah, she's like, what do you mean? It's cost too expensive. It's a grand each, mate. <laughs> she has to pay. She has to do it. All right, later. See you later. That's <coughs> <Hustle> out. <coughs> Before you die of COVID. Before dying in here, man. <laughs> Turn the car off, man. <laughs> it's fucking hot, isn't it? <laughs>